Hello and welcome back to Bloomberg Crypto. My name is James Gore and this video is for the 8th of April 2018. We're going to be jumping in to some technical analysis of Bitcoin, looking at broader markets as well, talking about some trading ideas, how to trade some volatility using the crypto space as a bit of an indicator. We're going to be talking about lots of good news from the past couple of days as well. But before we do begin, don't forget to subscribe follow like the video if you are listening on itunes or spotify welcome don't forget to subscribe there as well and if you are new here or even if you aren't you don't forget to go to bloombear.com forward slash insider so you can join our email list never miss an update get exclusive insights only available via the email list so let's talk a bit about what's been happening today so if you follow me you've been listening to the videos or watching the videos um, you know that I've been posting a few trading ideas up on TradingView to kind of give a bit of a thought about some things that could potentially go on um, moving forward. So I had a short setup, um, which had, which if you can see on the screen, it should be on the next screen actually. I had a short setup that um, a position I entered that got stopped out. I think it got stopped out, I think it was like 2.5%. So it, it, it's quite clear that if um the lower high on the pattern um was broken so if the price went up the short should be closed because price action was likely to move upwards which is what happened and i talk about my um my thought process on that so um, i also did post another chart as well which gave my thoughts on stepping back a bit from the hourly time frame and zooming out a bit and i explained why i would be long um, on more long if I was looking at this from the higher time frames because it just would make a bit more sense. I was seeing a bit of a pennant pattern forming, uh, but I said it would be less likely for this pattern to have to break out um, this way just because um, what's happening in the broader economy, the economy is likely to continue trending downwards, which it hasn't done, which we can talk about a bit later in terms of news. Um, but um, what this is good is giving a nice reminder of perspective, which is why I wrote that in, in the first place. And we can see here, um, the key thing to say in this is if you really want to play this properly, which you know I probably should listen to my own advice a bit more, um, you'd actually wait for a break in price action and then uh, follow the trend. So that's exactly what happened. We had a break, as this chart will show, of the price action, and then we had a nice, uh, nice move to the high of 7,373 um, USD on the BTC chart, which the next day was followed by a high of 7,466, looking at the Coinbase pricing. So very good stuff there, very interesting. Currently we have a bit of price compression on the daily timeframe, which means lower highs, higher lows. So pretty much the same thing is happening um, which we were seeing with this wedge, where if you really want a simple way to play this on a high time frame, um, you just wait for price compression, bit of a break of the um, bit of a break of the upper lower channel resistance, and then that'd give you an indication which way price is likely to move. However, the one thing I would say is a bit different moving forward is if we actually go over to my Bitcoin chart, we can see over on Coinbase on the daily time frame, 
Um, yes, another pennant is forming, but we can see we're hovering in an area of a range where there's been uh, support in the past um, and resistance in the past. So, you know, support usually flips to resistance and vice versa. So if we were to be rejected, it would be around the 7,583 USD mark before we would see a break to the up, a potential break to the upside. So um, if we were going to see further upside on the charts, we could see a little something where we would have a break and a rejection, then price would break above, okay? If we do see that outside. Otherwise, if we do break below, which is very possible, um, very, very possible, then we're likely to see um, you know, some of these lower levels tested again, um, 6K range. So that's what I'm seeing from Bitcoin at the moment. Lots of price compression. I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally enter uh, BTC trade at this level just yet. I'd wait a bit longer um, or track some of the shorter time frames, which we can drill a bit deeper now. If we look at the hourly time frame, we can take a little look, have a little looky look and see what's happening. And right now, um, let's see in terms of volume as well. does look a bit like um, we're, not, we're going to, it looks like it's sweeping the highs of range if I'm completely honest with you, um, which might mean a bit of downside uh, action following. But um, what's, what's, what's really interesting as well, which I, I saw over the weekend, was that a lot of the, a lot of the algorithms on that move, um, it was very clear algorithms were initiating the move on, on a, on the wick of distribution pattern, very, very clear because there was a, I can't remember who charted it on, on Twitter, I should have saved it, but there was a the same percentage difference between each high on the initial pump of each move on, on the five minute time frame, which is so irregular, so unlikely, it's not even unlikely, it's impossible without manipulation. So all the algorithms kind of kicked into gear, very clear there, and they kind of start initiated the move. Um, on the five-minute time frame, and then it seemed like everyone kind of jumped in, or or followed, or or you know whatever happened happened. So very interesting. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm seeing from BTC at the moment. But let's take a quick look at Bitcoin Cash as well, because it's Bitcoin Cash is halvening, and realistically speaking, um, this project we'll talk a bit about it in terms of of news had a pump. Um, generally speaking, halvings should be halvening should be bullish because the supply is decreasing. And I'll talk a bit about why it's a bit of an issue at the moment with BCH um, a bit later. But it looks like price has been pumping, been doing relatively well. Past couple of days, it's seen last four days, it's seen a move of about twenty six percent, which is decent, it's not too bad. They were seeing a bit of um, uh, sell side action looks like it's broken through a uh, key resistance level and it's kind of trading in that range um, But yeah, Bitcoin cash looks like it's likely to see a bit more upside The one thing I want to talk about that's probably going to be the most benefit to all of you is that um, I've been closely monitoring Bitcoin's price direction from the hours of 12 um, 12 p.m. Uh, 12 a.m. UTC um, and also from 5 to 7 a.m. and seeing how uh, traditional markets open and respond um, and just the reason why I look at, at 12 a.m. is because it gives me an idea that uh, next half hour of which way Bitcoin's 
uh, going to move compared to where I wake up. It gives me a bit of an, just a bit of a, a bit of a hint of what to expect in the morning. And um, sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong, which is fine. But what's what I've noticed has been a consistent um, factor these past uh, this past week is that Bitcoin is leading is is a, is definitely a leading indicator for traditional markets, at least for um, the S and P. So how would I play this? Well, I did play this. I had a trade on Boeing, which was nice because the market, the crypto markets weren't, weren't super volatile. Um, so actually made more money again, trading uh, traditional markets rather than crypto. Um, but what, what, what would be my approach? So in the morning tomorrow, for example, or before um, stock exchange opens a few hours, if you see Bitcoin is up or down um, more than three to five percent, I would probably pay attention and look at the equities markets. So what I would do is um, go to SPY or SPX, or you can use Dow Jones if you want as well, up to you. And um, before the market opens, I'd wait and I'd see, okay, so Bitcoin's up three to 5% or it's down three to 5%. Probably a strong indication that traditional markets are gonna be up or down by uh, some significant kind of move. And then I would go through all the, all the equities that are on this index and I'd say, okay, which ones uh, are likely to get support are likely to be bought, which ones have charts that look relatively decent. And just from a fundamental perspective, I knew that Boeing um, was being bailed out. It's likely to be bailed out. I missed um, some of the move, but it was very clear uh, a couple of days ago that uh, Bitcoin was up and it just made sense to jump in on the Boeing trade. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get all of this move, but it was much more um, it was mu made much more of a significant gain on this versus um, versus crypto space that day. And so look, 31% move on this, um, on Boeing over the course of a few days, that's quite significant. And that's more volatility than we, we see in crypto at the moment. So just scrolling through crypto, I think the best thing I saw was 10% from VeChain, which is lovely. You can see HOT is up 25%, but likelihood of catching that, you'd have to scan all these coins, know the fundamental. I think I've got three. 400 coins on this list um, so you know you're gonna miss some things and mostly I like to trade on liquid exchanges so I don't like to trade a lot of the, the shit coins but like the really shit coins the small cap gems so to speak some people call them um, so um, that's just a bit of a tip I know I mentioned this last week as well um, and I've, you know the last couple of videos but this is just just an example so I do recommend having a think about how you're approaching your trading because the goal is to make money not just make money from crypto so if you can make money elsewhere from trading you know it's a skill you know cryptocurrencies might not exist in 20 years but your, your skill and ability to trade and think about whatever's being traded is really what we're developing here ultimately and that's the long-term goal so um it's really important that kind of try and think don't try and confine yourself just to trading cryptocurrencies so um, is there anything else I want to talk about? Yes, there is. Let's talk about um, XRP. So I think I mentioned a little while ago, XRP doesn't look like I would make an entry just yet. Um, I'd be looking for um, either a break or more of an indication of a, of a move um, or you know, if, if I saw some further consolidation. But 
XRP has had a nice um, response to a key level, very key level, um, which it seems to keep trading above this level. So if, if one were to hold a bit of XRP um, and expect a breakout, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, it, it, it makes sense. Um, if you're looking for a swing trade, um, of course, I'd have stops as well, probably below the 2,575 Satoshi mark range roughly. Um, and I just got, start scaling in um, below this, uh, below the current price action, 2,700, two um, just because it just it just keeps it keeps responding to this, this level. If you take a look at the chart here, it's constantly about um, uh, trading above this level at the moment. It looks like it's got some some decent support. So um, anything else that sticks out? I'm trying to see Ethereum Classic doing well. Got Ethereum Classic halvening approaching, I believe, or it's past. I can't remember. Um, any other coins? V Chain. V Chain was up ten percent uh, yesterday, I believe, when I was looking at it. Uh, let's see how well it did. VeChain yesterday, 30, 30%, amazing. So 30% move there on the cryptocurrency, lovely. That's one in the market. There's probably a few more, but that Boeing example is another example there. Uh, long upper wick, lots of profit taking there. Um, probably indicating to us that, oh, I do not like this four hour charts at all. Um, doesn't look, Exchanges this on Binance. Oh wow! Um, zoom out to the, zoom into the hourly time frame. Very very choppy. Very very choppy. Um, but in, if you're looking for uh, more of a long term hold, I'll probably wait for a bit more consolidation, tiny bit more. Um, there's no there's no need to rush into positions at the moment. Um, you know we've still got loads of time. We're still way ahead of the game in terms of where this space is going to be as well. Um, if these projects are of value and you're looking for a long-term hold, even Link, Link was probably is doing well, but even Link, if Link is going to be a project that's going to be providing lots of value and you think you've missed an entry, you really haven't, you know, you really haven't. So, you know, do take your time. I'd probably be looking at around uh, 52, 50 Satoshis. That's not, that's not much percentage difference, realistically speaking, from the current price. About 7% difference. So, looking for around that level just because it's been support in the past and resistance in the past clearly um, before i'd look to make any kind of consideration for an entry on b chain again if you do feel like you've missed um, a bit of a move um, it's likely to see some further upside uh moving forward but realistically speaking a lot of these coins are holding patterns that haven't broken out that are kind of in this range where they've seemingly found a bottom seemingly um but that you know you, you know, calling bottoms very tricky, but it does seem like it at, at the very least. Um, so that's it for the technical analysis section of the video. Again, do take a look, take a look at the website www.bullenbearcrypto.com forward slash insider so you can get insights. And of course, feel free to follow me on TradingVR. We'll be publishing more ideas and updating ideas. I was thinking about doing some this weekend, but I thought I'd better take a step back and kind of focus on uh some trading itself and make sure that i'm making profitable trades so that, that's kind of key as well so <laughs> um but yeah okay let's move on to the news for the past couple of days 
Bitcoin Cash faces crisis disguised as its halving. So I found this article interesting. So Bitcoin Cash underwent its halving at block height 630,000 with the block reward falling to 6.5, 6.25 BCH. And Paul, one of the industry's foremost miners, was the one to have mined this block. In approximately an hour's time, Bitcoin Cash will undergo the first ever halving since splitting from Bitcoin's chain back in 2018. The anticipation is high in the community as users knew this is the first event of overall halving seasoning. Bitcoin SV is undergoing its halving on the 9th of April and Bitcoin will have its halving on the 14th of May. So 14th of May keeps moving. I've seen 11th of May, I've seen 12th of May as well. Um, but it does depend on how blocks are being um, uh, being mined at the time because uh, time times varying quite a bit but still averaging 10 minutes which is, which is good but let's get back to BCH so there's a bit of an issue um, in the run-up to this halvening so it's, it's about security and block size because block size is an issue ultimately it's taking longer to, to for miners to mine these blocks so um, a halvening basically means that a reduction of block subsidy or block rewards according to B BCH's current valuation, miners are looking at an estimated block reward of approximately $1,703 after halving, where BTC miners would be receiving around $45,000 after halving if the prices remain around the same range. However, at the moment, BTC miners are receiving $91,000 in block rewards per block, which technically means after seven hours of block for mining on the Bitcoin Cash Network will be roughly 1.87% of reward for mining the Bitcoin Network. So, what's it saying? This is um, making it less profitable to mine Bitcoin Cash. I actually don't know why people are mining Bitcoin Cash, um, if I'm honest with you. The, the, I, it doesn't make sense. If they have the resources to mine Bitcoin, which would provide them with more with greater monetary rewards, um, I don't see the point. Unless there's just fewer people mining BCH, they're more likely to get rewards more often. Still, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. But... Um, the big issue is in terms of hash rate because as this as this article is saying um bch is becoming a bit more susceptible to a 51 percent attack um because hash rate is slowly decreasing um same as satoshi vision but at a similar level to um yeah similar level to each other so um over the past 30 days bch's hash rate is down by 30 percent from its 2020 peak 3.44, um, I don't know what the E stands for there, EH, Echo hashes, Echo hashes, Eta hashes, I think it's Eta hashes, and down 55% from its all time high. Network health is evidently at a weakened state, and a slash in block rewards can make matters even worse. Why? Because miners start, might start to leave the network, that means reduced hash rate, and that means they're in a, they're in a death spiral ultimately, which is what people have been saying about Bitcoin. Um, and on the Bitcoin network, this has been compensated for by the difficulty adjustment. So the difficulty adjustment has meant that um, when it's less profitable for uh, miners to mine Bitcoin, um, it becomes easier to mine Bitcoin so they can get a get the reward. So it all balances out. However, Bitcoin Cash uses a different mechanism. They actually use 144 day moving average to set the difficulty adjustment. So rather than uh, Bitcoin's current uh, method, they use a 144-day moving average. And I don't know why, but it's just a different system. And at the moment, it seems like it's it's putting them in a state where there's potential for um, a 51% attack. So I think the Bitcoin Cash Network has been dead for, you know, since the price dropped quite significantly. I mean, if, if you remember when Bitcoin Cash was 
um, being, you know, when the fork happened, price spiked ridiculously. I think it went up to seven to nine thousand dollars in like a minute of thirty minutes. Just so many people um, looking to get access to it, looking to move 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 money to the Coinbase and and various other exchanges. And Coin, I remember Coinbase freezing the exchange and then resetting the price, um, which was a very interesting moment because first time I've seen an exchange live. Uh, freeze the price of a cryptocurrency. Um, same thing happened with Bitcoin and, and uh, Bitmex. You know they had to stop the exchange. So um, if people like to, if you know people do say that you know cryptocurrencies are twenty four hour trading. Um, you know we have no, uh, you know we have no um, circuit breakers in crypto. Well, we actually do. It's just it's just um, it, it's up to the in, uh, whoever's running the exchange to just do it manually rather than. Uh, having something automatic that like what's in the equity markets, um, but it's basically up to individual decision. And I think that's probably a bit better because it means that um, it's more of a free market and it's it's it, it, it's contextual because there are no circuit breakers in in traditional markets when the price uh, pumps you know thirty percent a hundred percent in a couple of days, but there are when it dumps. Uh, significantly. So as long as everyone's making money, and the thing is, there's always someone else on the opposite side of this trade, which is selling and buying. So there's always someone losing out in this in this situation. So, so technically speaking, you know, if if uh, if equities were really a fair market, which they're obviously not, um, then there would be circuit breakers on the way up as well. But there isn't. So, um, but yeah, not not looking good for Bitcoin Cash, but we shall see. Anyway, to the next piece of news. So, hacker exploits a flaw in decentralized Bitcoin exchange BISC to steal $250,000. Um, so, this is BISC has um, frozen all trading on the exchange because there has been a security issue. So, BISC, which allows users to exchange crypto anonymously, abruptly disabled trading late Tuesday night after it uncovered a critical security vulnerability. At the time, the exchange did not release any information regarding the nature of the flaw or whether user funds were safe, but after 18 hours, after it halted trading, BISC said it took an unprecedented step after finding an attacker was exploiting a flaw in the software to steal cryptocurrency from other users. So I think it's a good move. Obviously, they need to. But the total value was stolen roughly $22,000 of Bitcoin and $230,000 worth of Monero, according to Coindesk data, 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 data at press time. In total, that comes to more than $250,000. Yep, 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 yep. So um, it's funny because Cryptopia... There was news released today that Cryptopia, um, if you remember, there was an issue with that exchange. I believe it was a floor or an exchange hack, and they lost, I think, eighteen million dollars worth of users' funds. Um, there's a ruling today that the judge said that the assets on Cryptopia will be issued to the users rather than the exchange, which is completely fair if they can't can't um, you know refund users from their locked up assets, which is why it's key to kind of trade on major exchanges. But um, hopefully BISC will sort this issue out. Hopefully everyone's funds will kind of um, somehow be compensated. They should have an insurance fund. I hope they do um, for things like this. I know that other exchanges do. Um, and other exchanges are also, also insured if they have a fiat pairing. But the thing is, we do need decentralized exchanges. They're extremely necessary because the future of cryptocurrency should be... Um, decentralized exchanges without the need for KYC because there are going to be people that would be able to participate 
in these ecosystems that will just never have access to KYC, never be onboarded, onboarded by a bank that if we can get participating in the broader economy, be fantastic. They probably won't need to access an exchange, but an exchange does provide a certain service, a certain access, a certain ability, a certain liquidity, um, which helps users get pricing that's fair um, where they're based. But that's further down the line. Um, but yeah, unfortunate for their users, unfortunate for the exchange, but hopefully this will be all sorted relatively soon. So moving on. So I found this very interesting, very, very interesting. So a new Bitcoin-backed token, TZBTC, launches on the Tezos blockchain. So just to give a quick overview, a group of Swiss crypto firms come together to launch TZBTC. It is a one-to-one -one Bitcoin-backed token on the Tezos blockchain. Lucas Betchart, president of Bitcoin Social in Switzerland, told the block, our goal with TZBTC, TZBTC is to make Bitcoin even more accessible and flexible. Well, technically speaking, how more flexible or accessible is Tezos versus Bitcoin? I'd arguably say that Bitcoin is more accessible than Tezos. It's more, it's more liquid. It's it's some more exchanges. Um, what you know, I, I I mean, I saw a different article about this, and it was more about how this would be used for decentralized finance projects, other than um, giving people access to Bitcoin. So I mean, I can see this being useful in terms of um, lending. Securing, securing Bitcoin on Tezos network in terms of a peg, but this could, this could also be seen as a, a bit of a derivative. So for example, if there was an exchange that was, that was launched off the Tezos blockchain, which is entirely possible, um, EOS is doing it, they could potentially use this as a um, peg to the Bitcoin, to Bitcoin. And, and imagine a future where, you know, Bitcoin is a, you know, is the world reserve currency that runs alongside all the existing currencies that everyone has access to. Um, you know, this this has potential, you know, in the future where dollars doesn't make sense to be to have a peg to yet. Um, or anymore, sorry. So yeah, it's very interesting. But um again, it's uh you know we have we have some very interesting things happening with, with other projects, you know, it, <laughs> There's, there's a big debate within the space is already, you know, all these cryptocurrency projects that are, you know, being launched that could have, you know, have these developers being work, just working on the Bitcoin network itself to develop things like this or build around Bitcoin. Um, I saw a really good, no, listened to a really good debate where a chat was saying, um, you know, all they're doing by working on these these crypt these alt these altcoin projects is a being uh, looking for a way to position themselves and get act and, and get more money um, themselves or earn more money um, in the space with these these projects that you know launch ICOs or you know initial yeah uh, or you know you know you know fundraise through through crypto as opposed to just building the same things on around or on or around Bitcoin. Um, if you look at the Liquid Network, which is very interesting. Um, it's a side chain, but they have their own token that is has the same logo as Bitcoin, which is you know very controversial. Why would they not differentiate the, their token versus the Bitcoin token? Because it's not Bitcoin what's on the Liquid Network. That has to be clear. Unlike the Lightning Network, Liquid Network token is not Bitcoin. So 
uh, very interesting, but it's, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be nice to see where this goes. Um, it's still very early days, to be fair, but um, this opens up potential for you know, what we could see in the future. Moving on, some more Binance news. So Binance charged with embezzling $860,000 worth of crypto funds. So Binance Exchange was accused of freezing the account worth of around 1 million. The only accused platform of embezzlement, but the company says it's simply for the requirements of the South Korean police. So in November 2018, Binance blocked an account that had over $850,000 worth of crypto funds. The owner claims the exchange led by uh, CZ stole the money, Russia-based crypto news site Quarklog reports. Um, so let's just talk about how to not be in this position, okay? Um, why why someone has this much, uh, this amount of money on a cryptocurrency exchange befuddles me in the first place? Because realistically speaking, this amount of money, um, it shouldn't it shouldn't be on an exchange. It should be it should be um, traded over the counter, and Binance is going to is going to have an over the counter uh, facility launching relatively soon. But but realistically speaking, this person's trading spot with so much money. There's so, there's some probably so much slippage. Um, you know, if you if you obviously you know they're probably trading percentages of their of their whole stack, for example, like like ten percent of the stack. But still, there'll still be a bit of slippage, um, depending on the coin they're trading. Um, but this has a interesting breakdown of uh, of their portfolio, which is Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, Litecoin, IOTA, EOS, Tron, pardon me, Zcash, Monero, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and then a thousand dollars worth of USDT, which is funny. Um, the the big thing I'd say, guys, is and you know it's it's coming to exchanges that don't have KYC. Any exchange that that asks you for any KYC details is is beholden upon um, upon a government subpoena. So any kind of government request for or information about you. So if you're not paying your taxes, or if you're trying to avoid paying your taxes, or um, if you're looking to money launder or anything, I'm not saying this is what this chap was doing, but there's any any request from the government to seize your assets. These exchanges are going to comply because they want to. They would like to keep operating, you know. So it's very. This is why I keep a minimal amount on exchanges and have most of my crypto offline. Um, what I do trade, um, I'm just slowly siphoning off from the space into cold storage where no one can access it. I don't even have my cold storage accessible at home. So you know, it's 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 extremely hard um, for for someone to. To take to take to take most of my crypto away because I'm in this for the long game. As should you be, realistically speaking, because either you know you know it's pretty much as it's not as I don't think crypto is a zero zero sum game in terms of uh, the likelihood that Bitcoin's going to succeed or the crypt, these crypto projects going to succeed. I actually can see a future where all these cryptocurrencies live well. The ones that are worth it will live side by side. Um, so you know, I'm not expecting them to all go to zero or go to a million dollars. But realistically speaking, you need you need to keep your crypto safe, keep keep it offline, um, and keep it on a tr an exchange you really do trust. And the thing is, I'm not even sure Binance is insured up to that amount anyway. So if the exchange was hacked, are you going to get your funds back? Probably not. 
Um, Bitfinex, I mean, Bitfinex had uh, an exchange hack or security issue ages ago. They issued a token, which is like an which was like an IOU. And um, people were basically up shit creek. Um, you know, they, I'm sure, you know, in this current environment, that was quite some time ago, but I'm sure in this current environment, um, if they had to pay tax on the gains they made from trading crypto and the exchange is holding their funds, they have an IOU which they can't sell um, until a specific date, how are they going to pay their tax? They'll basically be screwed over. So there's lots of issues that come along with um, keeping most of your crypto on an exchange. You have to be extremely careful. Um, and um, this, this is a prime example of it. So be careful, I always say that. And uh, lastly, let's move on to some uh, good, happy news. So billionaire Jack Dorsey giving away 28% of his net worth to fight coronavirus, boost universal basic, basic income support and support girls' health. So this is very interesting. So um, Jack comes under so much criticism in terms of um, things he does uh, there's, there's a there's a firm that's trying to oust him as ceo of twitter and um saying that the decisions he's making aren't the most profitable for twitter so it's against stakeholders interests and shareholders interests as well um and if jack jack leaves if jack leaves twitter as a ceo then the crypto twitter will die for sure because whoever's coming next will not be uh, proponent of cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, it's 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 never it's abundantly clear just from um, you know just from the way things are moving as well. You know, for example, YouTube censored uh, one cryptocurrency chat recently, completely demonetized him, no no warning whatsoever, um, and there's no there's literally no um, appeal around it. And I have seen you know there's a more of a mainstream um approach to media at the moment on all these platforms there's a bit of a convergence with traditional media and, and new media at the moment that's what these platforms are and it's a bit of a shame but it also does mean that you know um we have to appreciate what we have at the moment so i do have to say jack dorsey's done an amazing thing i think i can't remember how much money he's he's uh at yeah, one billion so he's giving away one billion dollars uh and he's moving his uh, I think it's a percentage of his shares from Square into a new LLC that's called Start Small LLC, a charitable foundation, where he'll be slowly selling off a portion of his funds to pay for uh, fighting the coronavirus. So this is pretty this is pretty sweet stuff, I have to say. And um, yeah, it's some, some good news, some very good news. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have been affected by uh, COVID and will be affected by COVID and the virus and just... Um, what this chap's looking to do is very good. And, you know, some people say they should tax the rich, government should tax the rich and use this funds. And, you know, I think this is kind of an example of why you kind of want to avoid doing that because I'm not saying, you know, the rich shouldn't pay their fair share, but it, it you know, is government really using the current funds they have available to them as efficiently as possible? Probably not. So much bureaucracy in government. Why would we give them more money to to do, you know, to, to waste, to definitely waste a certain percentage of it. So especially when they can just print money anyway, and then they, which is what we've been seeing. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's some fantastic news there. So that's it for the video slash audio today, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, if you have any questions or want to reach out to me, I'm available on Twitter, underscore.
your bull and bear crypto let's take you to the end screen here um underscore bear on on underscore sorry bull and bear on twitter or underscore bull bear crypto on twitter i have a news feed and personal feed um the personal feed will just be more ta and commentary um also do take a look at the email list because i will be posting some updates from there and if you did listen to this or even if you didn't and you have itunes don't forget to leave a review on itunes um because it helps the channel grow and helping the channel grows would be very lovely so that's it for today thanks so much i hope you have an amazing day and i shall see you very soon in the next video wishing you all the very best